You're tuning in on the brand note and a review finally of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, which is annoyingly fitting into this relentless pursuit of the multiverse uh, in its own way, which is seemingly uh, something that all of the superhero franchises want to pursue as it gives them lots of opportunities for retreading characters or reimagining the same thing. And it certainly falls squarely into that post-MCU endgame arena of um, terrible films that have really gotten worse over time. Peyton Reed's a director I don't even know. Um, I don't really like any of his other films. I haven't really seen them. But the uh, couple that I have, I wasn't particularly interested in. But the, the, I, I, as a personal preference, I really thought that Ant-Man and Spider-Man were the two weakest major characters for me. For the same reason, I don't really do the teenage jokey thing. Uh, I'm a bit over it. It's too goofy, and I thought Ant-Man 1 was pretty dire. I thought Ant-Man 2 was bad enough that I didn't finish it. So I wasn't exactly hanging on for an Ant-Man film, and to be honest, when Ant-Man has infected the MCU mainline, I've really, really not liked his character. I thought that both he and spider-man stank up what could have been the darkest and most morbid of all of the mcu films uh, captain america civil war and it's like they took their it's like they got scared at the three-quarter mark and went let's inject some goofy whack whack oops one-liners into this scenario because that will really help and the same in endgame as well you just in the darkest most sad and morose mcu film he just pops up with some more whack whack oops and the thing is when he's paul rudd's doing comedy i find him incredibly appealing but when he's doing drama i just don't um and i think that shine has worn off him over the years a little bit for me he's sort of existed in this somewhere between ryan reynolds and i don't know so like it's always it's quippy um which has its place but that hasn't happened here so we get this we've got these interlude films now like the incoming uh, guardians of the galaxy 3 which are either they're either after or before endgame but they do, they're not impacted by it so much they're sort of we're still standalone movies and so on so we get a very quick lazy will this do introduction into the story which is that um we get the main cast paul rudd Eva, evangeline lily uh, he's wearing a haircut here and I, I I think the person who did it is a genius because it's impossible not to make Evangeline Lilly look incredibly beautiful yet she really does look like some lost hobbit here at times I don't know how they've done that and um, also the mum and dad scenario two heavyweights being um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Pim, who's appeared in all the other films, played by Michael Douglas. And they sort of form this uh, family unit with um, Catherine Newton, who I spent the entire film wondering if she was Tia Leone's daughter. Um, because I, I recognise her face, but I don't know that I've seen her in any of the other films. And she, she plays Paul Rudd, a.k.a. Ant-Man's 18-year-old daughter. So we get this sort of faux nuclear family and for incredulous impossible to believe reasons the daughters created a link to the quantum realm so the quantum realm is this micro realm uh, where size is meaningless because you're a 
sub-atomic um, sub level. And it's where Paul Rudd's character spent the five years after Thanos snapped his fingers. He was in this quantum realm and couldn't be touched by Thanos' snap uh, and then came back. Um, and this time around, we learn that Michelle Pfeiffer, the mother character, spent 30 years down there and was involved in basically a civil war down there. So even though it makes no sense or credible, in any way credible uh, position, the daughter creates a link to this quantum realm and sends a signal to it. Why would you be sending a signal to it? Funnily enough, the people down there pick up the signal and zap these five down to the quantum realm, where they're initially separated. But we then, were, then we find out that there's a civil war going on in this quantum realm, and Paul Rudd and his daughter are split up. Michelle Pfeiffer and her husband, Michael Douglas, are split up. And we then find Kang, the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors, and we see at the start that um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror were both stranded in this quantum realm year, decades before. And she helped him rebuild his ship, which had this incredibly powerful nuclear core capable of anything. And when she puts it into the spaceship that he's going to take off in, she sees his past and that he has been a destroyer of worlds. And that's what he's going to continue doing. So she basically traps him there and manages to get out. But she traps him there by putting this power device inside this quantum realm thing that stops him ever being able to get it. And he spends the next decades conquering the quantum realm and creates this vast city where everyone's subjugated to him. And we, we like the character himself is somebody that has been traveling through time and has actually come back from the, I think, the 40th century with their technology so he can overwhelm anyone in the past, and that's his modus operandi. Um, so the rest of the film is then basically fighting Kang the Conqueror and trying to get back to Earth. Um, there's so much wrong with this awful film. For a start, even though I hate the cheesiness of the um, Ant-Man character and Paul Rudd's goofy playing of it, the same as I don't like the Spider-Man character, it's the only thing that franchise had going for it. Here they wipe the entire slate clean of any kind of goofy charm at all and make Paul Rudd play it straight, which is just shooting your own feet off. It's just such a pointless ex exercise to remove what is actually the reason for him being on screen in the first place and make him into a very, very dull, serious character. One of the biggest problems I have with this film is that all of the main characters seem to be acting in a different film. They've all got different tonalities and moods to their characters. Michelle Pfeiffer's character and mood is, is like and her, the way she speaks and the, 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 like the tone of her voice and her mood is completely different to everyone else. And it's the same for all that Michael Douglas is swanning off in his own little lane, Paul Rudd's in his little lane, his daughter's in this little lane. No one feels like they're in the same movie. It's terrible direction. Um, it is, it's so... Unlike Shazam 2, it's not as rote on the story level, but everything charming about the Ant-Man franchise is gone. It's just bombast really special effects and bombast and hearing 
Paul Rudd continually talk about how much he loves his daughter is just grating beyond belief. Oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to rescue you. I'm going to save you. And it's just like, oh, for God's sake. And the daughter as well is like, she's in a different movie franchise in, I don't know, Stranger Things or something. Nothing fits together at all between the characters. Um, it's a very trite story because there's, you know, the the we're in a new realm fighting the evil dictator has been done a few times. It doesn't really bring anything new to that premise. You know, the, the group arrives, sees the kingdoms being overthrown by the evil despot, and band together with the locals to overthrow the evil despot is a fairly worn out vibe, to be honest. And and the fact that there's like they throw Bill Murray in, and he might as well be wearing a t-shirt saying Bill Murray. It's so pointlessly for the fact of featuring Bill Murray. Um, there's I, I can understand why these films are getting trashed, but they're not getting trashed enough. Um, so Shazam and Ant-Man both came out back to back both failed with critics both failed with um, the box office as well and it's very easy to see why there's nothing remotely charismatic or charming about this film it is very 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 rote on every level it could be but it's also put together in a very disjointed manner Um, and it heavily relies on the visual elements of the quantum realm which I don't think are used that well I think the visual elements are often really strong here. It's a saving grace that they are, but the actual notion of the quantum realm, it really might as well be another part of a planet where there's some different creatures on it. Occasionally you get some interesting stuff like buildings that are alive, but it's few and far between. Um, and not it doesn't stand up to scrutiny because a lot of it is incredulous the way that people act or do like the whole thing of the door setting up this link to the quantum realm and then beaming a signal down to it to say we're here come and get us it just doesn't make sense so there's a couple of saving graces here Uh, by far is jonathan majors jonathan majors is now embroiled in a sexual assault scandal that may see him never play kang the conqueror again he is superb here. He is Thanos level good. He's a brilliant characterization that isn't one note at all. Um, and his interactions with Michelle Pfeiffer as she gradually realizes who he is and what he represents is, is fascinating. And he does it really charismatically and really well. Brilliant villain. One point for that. A lot of the um, visuals are, are pretty stunning, even if they don't utilize the environment as much as they should do. Um, some of them are it, some of it's really good looking it may as well be on a, a normal planet in space somewhere because the whole notion of that quantum realm doesn't really come out at all in the in the film and the whole notion of him being ant-man doesn't really seem to impact much at all he might as well be buck rogers um so that's two points otherwise i was very close to giving this a zero out of ten so the same score as shazam even though objectively it's a far worse movie it does do the visuals and the villain are much stronger. So I'm going to give Ant-Man and the Wasp. The Wasp is like, none of the characters matter here. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, the same score as Shazam. A 2 out of 10.